What's going on, everybody? This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics, and this is the Chondrocast, the podcast about green tree pythons and the people that keep them. Enjoy the show. I kept like trying to figure out how to like jump in there and be like, all right, cool, let's wrap this up. And like every time, nah, nah, I... it, it's like talking to Harlan. Yeah, it is. I that uh, Ian made the joke that if you had Cody and Harlan in the same room and you had them talking, it would create like a ripple oh, you in could, the you space like time continuum. Yeah, it would never end. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I remember I, I talked to Harlan on the phone a couple of times and uh, ooh, we're on there forever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it though. Yeah, I don't. I it doesn't don't bother mind. me none. I'll talk to him all day. He's always got funny stuff to say and stories and all that good stuff. So. Oh yeah. But uh, we are started now. So welcome everybody. This is episode nine of the Chondrocast. I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics, and tonight I'm joined by Mr. James Gabriel of Beantown Arboreals. What's up, man? What's going on? How goes it? Uh, not too bad yourself tired been busy busy with podcasts busy with babies um there's there's always something going on man how the the babies doing uh good i got a handful that are going into their first shed now there's darkening up a bit um i've offered few uh, offered food once or twice now with no luck a bunch of strikes but no uh no wraps so No, no takers no so i'm gonna try i think sunday is when i'm gonna hit them again because i'm off that night you're gonna wait till they shed or yeah see i don't i have some that are clearly going into a shed cycle and then i have some that look like they're kind of lagging behind the others so i don't know we'll see if i have some that have shed by sunday which i'm not really banking on i guess uh then i'll offer them food then but we'll see though everyone seems so torn about that whole thing of feeding before after sheds um i'm i guess i'm gonna be trying both because i've had no luck so far i don't know which what you've done or what's worked for you yeah i i've i've heard both especially where people i've heard where they feed before shed and then they end up being like horrible feeders after they shed oh really yep because i've had a handful cl- of people cl- that that were like oh yeah get food in them as soon as you can you know the sooner the better and I wish I had fed before they shed because I've had some horrible eaters now since I waited and like everyone's experience is different and that's kind of the most frustrating thing when you're navigating this all for the first time is you know that like everyone does it differently even if it's only in a minor way yeah everything's with these with these snakes is all over the board yeah it's crazy Are you I know what my wait though the clutch I had the clutch I had in 2016 I, I waited till they all shed Mm-hmm. Um, I probably got half to eat. Yeah, no problem. Out of fourteen babies, and then the rest, uh, check down. Oh, check really? down worked for every single one except one. Huh. I had one that would not feed. It just no matter what. And uh, a buddy of mine, 
I was like, he wanted one from the clutch, and I was like, listen, I can't get this one to eat. If you want it, I'll ship it to you. If you get it to eat, yeah, it's if, yours. If you no kidding. No kidding. I ship it to him. Within a week, he tries to feed it, eats no problem. <laughs> no problem. Well, Ste- I, and I remember Buddy talking about yeah, it before. Yeah, I was going to say Steagle's done I, that. Where he couldn't get an I don't know if it's an elevation him. thing yeah. or what. I don't know. It's it's strange that that that, that would do it. Yeah, I, I, the the next time, like this season, I, I didn't. I bred in 2017. Mm-hmm. I had two females ovulate. One died after ovulation, Ooh. and one died after prelay shed. And I, I haven't even tried since then. Hmm. Uh, I was like, oh man, this is horrible. But but this this coming season, uh, I'm gonna do some breedings, and uh, if, if I have some that don't eat, I might just ship them to myself. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> just send them to a hub and send them back. Yeah, yeah. Just hit FedEx real quick. Be like, hey, listen, send this thing to Memphis and back. Mm-hmm. I'll come pick it up in the morning and, and see what happens. I've heard of some people, and not necessarily with condors, but with other snakes, where they, they literally, kind of like you would a normal like human baby, if they won't sleep, taking them for a car ride, like literally just going and driving around for 20 minutes. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard that I've too. I've never tried it, but it, I'm sure it's not too far off from... Uh, from taking a flight <clears throat> yeah but what's crazy. your uh, uh, what's your current collection look like like how many animals do you have what do you um right now i think i have like a le- i think i have 11 okay 11 11 green trees and then um i have two two emeralds mm-hmm. and i just got a baby basin and the the other two emeralds are northerns. Ah, uh, yeah, w- okay. one anaconda phase and one patternless. It's it's supposed to be a pair. Mm-hmm. I uh, I haven't checked for myself, but uh, we'll we'll see. Okay, go. Cool. If, if hopefully I end up with two girls or a pair. If it's two boys, I'll, yeah. I'll be sad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get it anymore. Yeah. Do you like having a smaller collection like that as far as conjures go? Yeah, I I think small is better. I, I, when I first got into it, I I had just one. Mm-hmm. I think that was like 2009, 2010. Yeah, I got my first one in uh, 2012. I got my second one, and and I didn't know really nothing about like I wasn't in the any of the groups or the community or mm-hmm. none of that. I was just like, man, these things are pretty cool. And then uh. My the second one I bought, I ended up locking out. It ended up being a a John Mackline male that came from Rico, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, oh, let me look up this Rico guy. And that that's when I started, you know, looking into everything and realizing there was all these crazy designer lines. Yeah. And then I got obsessed with uh, lineage and all that jazz. And I ended at, at one point, I think I had like thirty of these things, and uh. It was crazy. You got to, uh, you know, really research who you're buying from because I've had them show up and them just, like, be spewing phlegm when you open the Ooh. box. And you're like, oh, wow, all that money yeah. I just spent, you're going to go right in the freezer because th- th- there's no coming back from that. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, it's funny but, you yeah, say I- that because I had someone message me today on my on my business page, and they were asking me some questions about green trees, and they were like, how much do they usually cost, you know, roundabout, this, that, and the other. 
And I told him, I said, if you want to make your life much easier, hunt down one that's captive bred and buy that. I said, you're going to see cheap ones. You're going to see them imported. I said, but after the cost of vet and, you know, vet work and everything else, you're going to end up spending the same amount anyway. So you might as well just save yourself the nightmare and buy captive bread. Yeah, yeah. You got to. I mean, there's nothing wrong with. Uh, I mean, yeah, a captive bred. But I I mean, if you want to get something that was imported, you definitely got to go through Ryan or Highland. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I I feel like those are the only two people you're going to get something on the lower end right, with money, but right. you're still going to get, you know, a, a, a good quality animal mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. I've heard, I haven't bought from Dan Maleri, but I've heard really good things about him too. I don't know if you've had. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good him, stuff. But... I've, I've never done business with him, but yeah. I heard he's a good dude. So what was your, what was your first green tree that you got? Was it a locality? Well, my or was first it like one a was, uh, you know, what everyone buys. I had a, a yellow biak. Uh-huh. I got it. Uh, well, I use I used to do shows for Triple L Reptile. Okay. Uh, a buddy of mine, when he was stationed in California, when he was in the Marines, and he met the guy Lauren uh-huh. when he first started uh, doing it. And then when I met when I met him, I, I I didn't even have reptiles at the point. My my father had a snake phobia. <laughs> so I, I didn't even get to have any reptiles till I moved out. Mm-hmm. First thing I did, 18, bought, got my own apartment. First thing I did was bought a snake. You know? <laughs> and uh, you, over the years, you know, with my father, you know, being around him and stuff, now now he has a 10-foot albino berm, you know? Mm-hmm. Scared of God of snakes, but now has a 10-foot berm. It's, it's kind of funny, funny how, how that, that works. works but, yeah, because like, yep. I find that most kids, if their parents aren't into it, you know, they by default sort of get interested in it just because it's something they're sort of uh, exposed to on a regular basis. Yep. Like that was never an issue I had because my dad's been into snakes my entire life. And so we've always had some, you know, because uh, we moved a lot. My dad was Navy. So we moved around the country a good bit. And uh, the only place we didn't have snakes was in Hawaii. But we still had, uh, you could still buy like Jackson's chameleons there because they're introduced. And we were on Oahu and we were near Honolulu. And I guess up in the mountains there, they're they're not too difficult to come across. And so people would sell oh, them really? on like the side. Yeah, people would sell Jackson's chameleons on like the side of the road. And so we oh, had, we crazy. had a, yeah, we had a pair of those for a little while. And <clears throat> then we ended up moving to, where was it? It would have been Virginia. And then that's when me and him, uh, we started breeding corns together just as like a father-son hobby. And he's uh, he took a break from it for a while after we, we moved from Virginia. And now he's like full bore into Grey Band King Snakes and stuff like that. And I've got my gang and it's pretty cool oh, that he's nice. still, yeah, he's still, he got the itch back and he's back in it. <clears throat> Man, I wish my dad was into it when I was younger. That would have been cool. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I didn't have much of an appreciation for it. Until uh, I got older, like I realized how fortunate I am for that because there's so many people that were like, "Man, I would, you know, I would kill to have my parents and you know to be into that kind of thing." Yeah, and he's yeah. not super active in the community or anything like that. You know, he's not in groups or anything. He literally he has this big group of king snakes and that's what he kind of sticks to and he does his thing. <clears throat> so the bulk of your collection right now is it you? I mean. I know you as being a big designer guy. 
Like yeah, I remember yeah. years ago going on Fauna. Um, you know, maybe not that long ago, but it has been a while. I remember going on Fauna before I got into Condros and seeing your stuff for sale, seeing it on Facebook, and you were like one of the first people Condro wise I was probably following before I got into them. And I know it's always been kind of heavy on the designer end of things, but do you you have kind of a mix of everything? Yeah, I, it's mostly on the designer stuff. I I mean I had a couple uh, you know, locality females. I had a uh, big Aru. Uh huh. I had a Wamina female that came from Rico. She she's the one that actually produced the clutch for me. Nice. Um. I think I had a couple Jayas. But for, for the for the most part, it was um, either designer stuff or you know locality mm-hmm. locality crosses that express like some cool phenotypes. So, what's been sort of the focus as far as your breeding stuff with that goes? Is there something well, in particular with the designers now, you're drawing now to? Now I've narrowed it down to like a specific uh-huh. uh, what I want. Yeah, and I wish you know years ago I I narrowed it down like that before but <clears throat> so mo- mostly right now it's it's um let's see it'd be mostly some like blue line and some melanistic stuff okay yeah because yeah, my my uh all-time favorite animal is that uh signal herp animal the zero five one eight eight if i could just create some of that uh, i'll be happy yeah <laughs> the, the mix of the blue and the black on that animal was yeah. perfect. Luke is getting—I don't know if you're friends with Luke on Facebook or not—but uh, he's yeah, getting. Yeah, I follow him. He's getting a mail from John Irby that is out of this world. I don't yeah, know if you I saw, saw, that, I saw that. I saw him post a yeah. picture of it. I was like, man, that bastard. I—it I, was funny because I was pastoring John. Uh, I was like a week or so ago. I was like, what's up with some uh, Soul Train striptease males because I'm only going to add one more male to my collection mm-hmm. and I want it to be that and he's like well I only got a couple holdbacks and uh, they're mine <laughs> and, then I see, and then I'm seeing like I seen Greg post his and I was like oh man and I was joking on his little on his, on his comment I was like so can I have that and he was like nah come on man <laughs> just put it in the that, box that and sold it to me I won't tell anybody <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just send you the money, man. I'll, I'll even send you pictures, and you can keep posting them like it's still at your house and stuff. <laughs> no one has to know. But, yeah, that that parent was awesome. The, mm-hmm. Those uh, that John Mack stuff. Not a lot of people have it, obviously, and uh, it really throws the heat when you when you uh, pair it right. Yeah, and you know that Luke has that female uh, El Jefe. I believe. Oh, the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 and was he, from. Uh, he thought it was going to be a male, but it turned out to be a female, and so then he got this male from John, and I think that's. His that was plan. the El Jefe one from John, or was that from the? He, he has another one, I think. Yeah, yeah, he has another one that's. I I don't know who produced it, but it's also. I think ridiculous. it was a James Opdahl Christian Stewart animal. Mm-hmm. I'm probably wrong, but I, I, th- I think he might have one of those. Those. Yeah. Sirac Lagertha or something like that. I don't know, but. I'll yeah, get yeah, at some point. I, I look at those, those and I'm like, dude, that is so out of my tax bracket. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know who's got a real nice one? John produced was is uh, Rod Love, the Midnight Train. Have you seen that animal? I'm sure I have. It's oh, 
his uh, his Instagram's a more a Oh yeah 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 that midnight train animals woo yeah that Sheesh. thing is insane yeah that thing is that thing is incredible and is that sort of the kind of stuff that's what you're working towards is just the the black and blue and yeah yeah I mean what I have now can really hit it out the park mm-hmm. I have a I have a blue deuce uh, little Stevie male. And uh, I have a Jake watermelon female, Ooh. and and if and if and if that parent doesn't produce something just out of this world, then uh, I don't even know what what two snakes you could put together to <laughs> to create something crazy. Well, now that Steagle hatched out that clutch, I'm so curious to see what comes of those. And then, the the, uh, the sickness repeat one. Yeah, yeah, well, he has he, one that, that one with that blue uh, that blue cyclops. Oh, the sickness to that yeah. blue cyclops. Yeah. Man, I seen that thing in person too. I so the, the kid's local to me. This kid that that used to own that blue cyclops, mm-hmm. and I was at a uh, local show, and I had a bunch of of uh, the green tree babies I I produced uh, at a booth just to show people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't selling any at the time. They were probably like three months old or something. And uh, he's like, "Hey, I got this blue cyclops female." You'd be interested in buying her, and I was like, "Oh, maybe." And we talked the price, and I was like, "Holy macaroni! I don't, I don't know." And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then he put, and then he posted it for sale, and, and uh, Bill got it. But I'm glad Bill got it because uh, it went to a good place to produce some yeah, some definitely. awesome stuff. Um, what else was it? There was um that pairing, and then there was another one that I'm for some reason I was just thinking of it, but I'm drawing blanks on it now. Oh, Which one? The, the uh, no, no, uh, Pedro. The babies that he just hatched out. Oh yeah, those, those... are gonna be cool. The ones from the Aru female bred to his mosaic male. Yeah. The ones he just posted. Yeah. Man, those things are killer. There's those no pattern are on so like, any of them. So dark. Yeah. There's nothing on them. It's insane. Yeah, I'm. I I I'm interested to see those things. I I'm. I tried to contact a few people. I I I really want to get something imported from Pedro. Mm-hmm. I know but, uh, Forrest Fanning did recently a couple weeks ago. Yeah, got, I talked uh, to him about it, and he was like, oh, I just did it myself. And then it kind of ended at that, and I was like, oh, I contacted a couple companies, and I was like, hey, listen, <clears throat> can I, can you uh, guys help me out with importing mm-hmm. some, uh, something from from uh, Portugal? And they were like, hell no. Nah. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, hot bars get one out. Well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they were like, well, if, if you can get it to the ham show, I can – I can, you know, get it over. And I was like, hey, you know, it's making that a crazy process. I just kind of gave mm-hmm. up on it. But, you know, hopefully can... Reptile Express will be able to get a connection yeah. in that area. Tell, tell Mike uh, to stop stop screwing around and make something happen. I know, man. Use uses uh, his little hobbit powers and make make, make the magic. Yeah, I re- I'd really want one of those... Uh, mosaic with kids especially from the repeat parent yeah that's got to be so nerve-wracking though when you have an animal that expensive and it's coming from that far away because that's like like what two or three day shipping that's not overnight yeah yeah it would be a little scary but i mean people i mean look christian ships stuff to the uk all the time yeah and all all this stuff is alive and thriving Mm -hmm. so i mean as long as you pack it right yeah, should be okay. And obviously, if the, as long as it's a healthy animal, it should do okay. I just think a like worst case scenario, like castaway, 
you know, oh, yeah, the FedEx guy ends up using your your chondro as as something to survive on and eat on an island. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not realizing Imagine that you wait you three know. days for ship, and then all of a sudden they're like, "We lost your box." <laughs> we lost a lot of boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Tom horrible. Hanks is missing somewhere eating your green tree. Yeah, I, I I've had that happen, not to me, but I I dropped off two boxes, right? Uh huh. It was uh some like leopard gecko babies in one box and an emerald in another. I dropped them off at FedEx. They put the labels on the wrong boxes. Ooh. So the people expecting a uh some leopard gecko babies had a big emerald tree boa, and then the emerald tree boa <laughs> person was like, "What are these?" But thankfully, it worked out where they were cool with it, and they, you know, they, I had to repay the ship, and no big deal. And then they brought them to the hubs, and then they, you know, resent them the right way. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't believe it. What's been? What's your experience with emeralds been? I've never kept them. I've only had Amazons, but it's. Uh, I've had a couple like over the years. Eventually. Yeah, I've had a couple over the years. My first one was a horror show. It got. It, it took me eight months to get it to eat. Mm-hmm. Um. And then. uh but it did great after. I have a female that actually I sent over to Forrest mm-hmm. to do to do something with because he 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 grew that his emerald collection pretty big. So yeah, we'll see how that stunners. pans out. And then, uh, but the ones the ones I have now that they've been fairly easy. As long as you don't, I feel like as long as you don't buy like a you know wild caught adult, mm-hmm. they're they're pretty easy. I mean, Actually, how would you, I, I, in how my would experience, you compare they're more hardier to, than Condros. That's what I was going to say. Is how would you compare them to green trees overall? Because I know uh, their care more isn't, isn't for sure. too, too, too different, right? Yeah. As far as yeah, yeah. And stuff. I mean, I keep them pretty much the same, <clears throat> a little cooler, but um, I think they're more. I feel like they're more hardier. Mm-hmm. You know, in my experience, when I've got some jacked up animals before yeah. from people and. <laughs> You know, they, they just didn't pan out how I thought it would, wouldn't. Uh... And when are you going to yeah, be able to, when are you thinking about uh, pairing the, the two you have? I got some years ahead. Oh, okay. They're uh, still small. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that, 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 they should be a lot bigger. Uh, <laughs> I, I sent them to a buddy uh-huh. uh, and I uh, got them back and they were like the same size. <laughs> a year or so later and just like, changed color hell? yeah so i was well i was a little pissed off about it but i, I just kept it to myself but now they're good man they, they, they're hydrating full shedding mm-hmm. eating frozen thawed defecating so you know you can't power feed them obviously because yeah. it just cause problems but mm-hmm. they're on the right track so you know we're probably four years out but it'll be worth when it you got yeah i mean when you got nothing but time why not yeah yeah well, Especially with those, like you, you know, you cannot power feed them. Yeah, you just can't. It kind of forces you so, to, to slow down and, yeah, and play you, the long you, game. It, it, if you don't have the patience for them, don't don't get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely want to eventually. I don't know when, but they're they're on the they're on the list and they're pretty close to the top. Uh, but I'm gonna need more room. I yeah, just, that's why. That's why I'm 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 pretty much, you know, I got. Everything set up how I wanted to. I, I had, uh, I got you know reset my cages, got bigger cages, which ended up being you know kind of a horror show. But mm-hmm. I I ordered custom cages and uh, 
they legit sat in my house for five five to six weeks, something like that. I didn't even open them because I was waiting on uh, heat panels from Pro Products. Oh uh, yeah, which takes forever, but it's worth it. They're they're, mm-hmm. they're awesome panels. But I haven't used those ones. I've only used the uh, uh, reptile. I use the reptile basics for five six years. Never had an issue, but. Mm-hmm. With the the cages I went with, the you know the four the forty watt pro products I think it is 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 yeah. too small, and then the next step up is enormous. Mm-hmm. So I I contacted pro products and went with them. Gotcha. Well that worth it. Sense. A little yeah. bit more money, but definitely uh excuse me <clears throat> worth the uh definitely worth it. What? So anyways, back to that uh. I the 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 heat the uh, heat panels finally come. I open the cages, the boxes, and then they're, they're the wrong size. Oh, yeah, because I ordered three feet, three feet by eighteen deep by two feet tall. Because mm-hmm. I hate I hate the two foot depth. You just don't need it. Yeah, and when you have it, it's it's a pain in the ass to reach all the way back there, mm-hmm. clean the cage, especially on the bottom and. <clears throat> But uh, they ended up not being two feet tall. They were 18 inches tall. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I would have had to call the company. Yeah. And Especially then send after them back that and long. then wait another yeah. two months. So, damn. But they worked out. I mean, they actually heat better. You, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about the bottom of the cage being freezing. Just, they're long enough where the, you know, the snake can regulate itself yeah and uh it ended up working out and you prefer using those longer cages over like the cubes for for the for the females yeah i've uh i i like the three four cages a lot better yeah because i've got my girl the males i've got my girl in like a four foot i think and it's man i'd love to go four feet i just yeah if i had the room My females would be in four, four footers. My males would be in three footers. You know, I've I've come to you prefer know. it. Like I know there's a lot of people that use the cubes, but I've come to realize that the cubes they just they get like no gradient. Yeah, no gradient. I, I, hate I, it. I just don't like the cubes yeah. at all. And so with this longer one, it's got me really thinking. You know, whatever I end up buying next, as far as caging goes, is going to be on the. It's going to be longer. It's going to be you know it forces them to move. I notice with my girl. If she wants to get away from the heat, she's really got to go somewhere to do it. You know, she can't just sit there and not escape it. Yeah, <clears throat> my, mine, mine barely go under the heat, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I sent them, I sent them out my heat panels. I, I stole that from Buddy, and uh, who I think got it from Terry Phillips. Like they're centered in the cage. Sent them out the heat panels. Yep, it, you get way better efficiency. And I, I actually, since I've been doing that, I keep my cages, uh, the, the panels a little cooler, too. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense, because so it's kind of dispersing that heat a little like, more evenly. Yeah, my hot spot's about 83, 84. Mm-hmm. And then to the coolest spots is 77, 78. Gotcha. So that, that's been working out. And they, they seem to move a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I like the, I like the scent amount. Yeah, in the mail today, I actually Style. had one of those uh, those modular tub frames from Brahms uh, that I'm gonna try oh, out oh. on one of these hundred quart tubs. With my uh, my mail's gonna go in it. 
he now he's making bigger ones now, or or the one that's that's been out. Well, no, he, like he has the ones right now that are for Cambro and like Pro Choice brand tubs or something like that, which is basically a Cambro knockoff. Um, oh, okay. And so then he was. I had him on the show a couple weeks ago. And yeah, I listened talking, to that. That was yeah, good. He was talking about doing ones where basically you send him the dimensions of the tub, and then he he sends you those frame pieces in like twenty three inch. Uh, I believe it's twenty inch, might be twenty four inch sections with the joints and. Uh, if it's a longer tub and it needs a joint in the middle of that, <clears throat> yeah. uh, basically, like I said, modular, so you can sort of make it fit whatever tub you want to use it for, and then you get the glass made. So he sent me one of these to try out with, uh, I'm going to use it on one of these hefty 100 quarts, and that's what I'm going to end up putting my mail in. And I have a, a heat panel um, that I bought a couple weeks ago. I don't remember what for, but... I want to make sure I'm doing it in this longer tub because for the same reason I don't like the cubes, I want him to have more of a gradient and to be able to get away yeah. from it. Because right now what he's in, if I just put the heat panel on that, it would be just like the cubes and he'd have nowhere to go. Yeah. If you if you send him out the cubes, you'll get a little bit better gradient. Mm-hmm. Not not really side to side, but you know up yeah, and down. Yeah. Yeah. With a cube, I know a lot of people use the cubes and mount that heat panel in like. One of the, either the left or right, like far back corner, and I, mm-hmm. just, I don't see how that. Uh, I mean, I've done it, and, it, and it, it just didn't work out so good. Yeah, I have one, and it's a sharp horn, and I mean, it's a nice cage. I don't, I don't mind it. Um, you know, I got it before I got. Uh, it was when I only had my my two adults, but and it had my male in it because my other fem- the one that my female's in, the four footer, came from J- uh, Jake. Cause he upgraded all of his stuff to some of the VE PVCs, and so he sold me this one. I put the female in it, and then the male got his own cube. Um, but after using that now for the last two years, year and a half, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of the the cubes. They're nice for space if you have a lot of animals, I guess. But yeah, I really like the longer longer setups a lot more. Yeah, I'm digging the longer stuff more. I mean, although my males, I I, I keep them in two foot long cages. None mm. of them are monster animals anyway. Yeah. And are you, as far as your perches go, you keep those pretty thin. Ah, uh, depend. Yeah. I, I think the biggest perch in the cage is a half inch. That's what I've been been using pretty much for anything now it doesn't matter how big it is if it's my really big biot girl she's got half inch yeah they they love the smallest stuff mm-hmm. i i when i put all these cages together i put in a giant order from from david and uh i put all like the print the uh, branch extensions on and mm-hmm. you know it's funny they all they rather just sit on that yeah i've got a few of those that he sent me that i haven't used yet when i get this mail set up he's going to get a few of them uh but man, he he's got a dragonfly in the tub he's in now, and he he sits on that thing all the time too. But I'm gonna give him some of these extensions when I get this other setup built. <clears throat> yeah, I lo- I love the extensions. I never he's... used them before, and uh, man, they they really do like them. Uh-huh. He's doing such cool stuff, man. I love the fact that I can, you know, if I have an idea that I think he can he can work. You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Send it to him and say like, "Hey, if you ever, you know, need something new to to try out, you know, I was thinking about, you know, I need this." Um, 
like I was telling him just a couple uh, when these babies were hatching, I was like, man, you need to find a way to make like a really tiny hook that's like the size of a pen. I was like, because getting these babies off the perches with anything is kind of a pain. If I just had like literally like a pen sized hook that I wouldn't use really for anything else. But yeah, just yeah. something to be able to <laughs> maneuver these things off these perches and into tubs would be, like, I'd pay for that. Yeah. You got to get one of those little collapsible ones they sell at, uh, what's it called? Petco or Petsmart. Yeah, but even those are, like, bigger than what I'm thinking. Like, imagine yeah. that thing completely folded up, but thinner. Yeah, it'd be and nice. And I was like, that'd be, like, perfect just for getting babies out and stuff. You know, I'd probably use it for other stuff, I'm sure, like some of my smaller stuff if I needed to. Um or even, you know, in my my dart frog tank, digging around in there for anything if I needed to. It'd be good for that, you know. <clears throat> but I have come to realize the power of the cuticle scissors because I've been using those for way more stuff than eggs. Those little cuticle scissors are oh, I use freaking them for lifesavers. <laughs> <laughs> I got like three or four of them lying mm-hmm. around the house. Yeah, I, I asked David about doing something... I, a while back but it didn't it didn't pan out i don't think it would have worked too good but mm-hmm. i was like i wanted to do a track system you know when you mount your perch holders on cages it's only in one spot yeah it, well I, at one point i was using a manzanita wood it just makes the cage look so much better yeah it does and uh but it's a pain and it's a real pain when you have those perch mounts and you're not getting those pieces of wood straight so mm-hmm. you have to make all these weird cuts and angles and to make them fit it takes forever yeah. but if you could have like a tra- you know mount a track system like a 12 inch track on each mm-hmm. side of the cage parallel from each other and then you could be able to take those perch mounts and slide it in yeah. so you could have like you know put it at different angles yep. it, it would have made my life easier mm-hmm. but now i switched over back to the you know pvc perch yeah, and I really would like to use natural wood, but... Oh, it looks so that, good. If, yeah, for that same issue of, you know, getting it, it, you can't get it to sit flush or, you know, exactly how you want it. Yep. I I, I just don't like looking into a bear cage. Yeah. Yeah, you got these thousands of dollar animals in there. It's just sitting on a piece of PVC. <laughs> and that's why I was like, man, I got to put... I wanted to do... I did some, you know, put that wood in there, hung, you know, put a couple fake plants in there. Mm-hmm. It just makes it look more uh, appeasing, you know? Do you add stuff other than the PVC? Do you add, like, fake plants and, and whatnot? Yeah, I have fake plants in the cages. Uh, and I recently switched over to using uh, a Raptor chip oh. as um, as bedding. Mm-hmm. And I actually like it a lot. What were I you using to, before? Uh, puppy pee pads. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that are super easy to clean up, you uh-huh. know. And they're cheap. They, yep, cheap. But uh, the the Raptor chips really working out, and uh, you know, in and you know, in mass, it, it gets so dry in the winter. Mm-hmm. And you have to you have you have to mist when they're in a the shed cycle. They they could drink every day out the bowl, and I would still get like a. <laughs> crappy shed every shed. once in a while you know yeah what do you all, use? all these animals drink out their bowls every night i, I switch mm-hmm. my water every other day freezing cold water and uh 
so they're always drinking, but it, it just gets so dry. I, I'm a firm believer in the power of the oversized water bowl. Yeah, I, I used to keep monster bowls in there, but, ne- you know, with, with the with the elevated water bowl things now, mm-hmm. it just makes it way easier for the snakes to be lazy, I guess. And they just come and drink it up. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I rarely, I'm in South Carolina, so obviously humidity is rarely a problem for us, but... uh. I don't know. I mean, I I don't miss my green trees really at all. The the neonates are one thing, but everything else, you know, unless it's in a shed cycle, I don't touch it. Yeah, same. Shed cycles. But I I but I also won't spray the the snake itself either. I'll just hit the reptile chip, you know. Mhm. By the morning it's already dried up and I mean, probably dries in a couple hours cuz I don't even heavy blast it enough to just bump it up a little bit, you know. Yeah. A little bit goes a long way. Um, so when you, as far as breeding goes, do you prefer to, do you cycle your animals? Do you do it through temperature? Do you do it through food? What do you, what's your usual process with, with pairing and, and that? Well, whole... when I've paired them in the past, uh-huh. I, uh, I always have a night drop year round. And when's, when's that usually? So the 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 a great feature with the herbstat fours uh-huh i think i think they're on the herbstat twos and and stuff too but a lot of people don't use it there's a ramping feature mhm so you you go into this ramping feature well first you got to turn your night drop on and set your temps and then you go into the ramping feature and it and it gives you a, a um time increments Right. So you can use one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, and, and up to like six hours, I think. Mm-hmm. But I use a four-hour ramp. Why I pick four hours, I don't know. I just did. And uh, so I'll set my night drop at, at 9 o'clock. And it ends at 5. Mm-hmm. So that ramping feature, what it does <clears throat> is from 9 to 5. Or nine. Uh, oh no, it goes back up at five. So, from nine to four hours would be uh, one o'clock. Mm-hmm. So from from nine to one, it slowly progresses the temperature down in increments of like point two degrees or something. Okay. So really gradual. All the way to, yeah. And, that, and then uh, my night drop, I I set it at seventy nine. So that's where the hot spot will be. And then at five in the morning, it ramps back up. So by nine nine a.m. It's back to its uh, 84, 84 degrees. Okay, and that's what is that? That's the hot spot you offer your adults. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, w- with that center mounted heat panel. Mm-hmm. And how how I have my probe set up and excuse me, excuse me. and uh, <laughs> how the how the probe set up, it, I'd be I'd be baking these guys if I if I put it up any higher. Mm-hmm. Now, when you have uh, neos, do you do a drop for them at night at all? Nope. The, the, the those I run at uh, about eighty six. Okay. In the hot uh, in the hot spot of the neo racks, mm-hmm. it's got back heat tape. Yep. That's how mine take, is right I'll now. I'll use uh, I'll use one tub as a uh, false tub. Yep. I'll set the probe in on a perch, you know, two inches off the back of the wall, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, that just runs uh, f- full juice all the time. Okay. 
So I, I so until they get into like a cage, then then they're not getting any night drops. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because that's something I've been curious about. I'm sure. I mean, the night drop thing in general, I'm curious about, you know, if it actually triggers stuff. Uh, yeah, even I don't know, in, but I in mean, all states. In the wild, it's never 85 degrees 24-7, you right, know, so. Right, they need, I, I would think they need some kind of night drop. Mm-hmm. I know some uh, some people night drop year-round. Some people don't night drop at all unless they're trying to breed. And so you only do it like a seasonally? Like a, I just a, do it year-round. Okay. I night drop them year-round. Uh and I, before before breeding, I guess I do feed a little heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wait till about October, pop the window open at mm-hmm. night or any time it rains, and just put them together. And they make it I happen. Just, I just yeah, I just don't have a scientific way of doing it. <laughs> I guess, but uh, it worked. <laughs> well, I mean that's one of the things that I've I've learned with mine is. There's really nothing too scientific about get, uh, making it happen. You put them together and you wait. Yeah, man, just put That's them together. That's pretty much what I did. You know, I put mine together in June. I remember, I remember John, John Irby saying, uh, you know, the normal breeding season he tried with, I think it was the Soul Train Strip Tease Clutch, or, or maybe mm-hmm. the J O girl. But he just put, you know, once a month he put them together for like a week or something. If they didn't take, take them out next month put them in you know some 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 girls just don't start to build Mm -hmm. when we want them to in the fall you know well that's the nice thing about it is you know that you're not going to know but the male will and so if you just have the male in there and he's just waiting around to do his job you know he'll know when she's she's primed and ready yeah he'll make it happen but with my pair i saw a ton of locks you know, from I when I put him in there immediately, he went straight to the girl, uh, and he didn't leave her alone for a really long time. <clears throat> and then, like I did, they kind of went through a period where I didn't really see him doing anything. They were on opposite ends of the cage all the time. And then it would rain, and of course he'd be all over her again. And so I saw locks yeah. like crazy, but I didn't actually get eggs until. Uh, the ovulation was, I want to say, early December. I got eggs in mid-February. Yeah. Uh, but it was getting so frustrating because I'm like, man, like I'm walking in every night from work and these things are locked up and they're going, but I have no signs of anything going on. And so yeah, I just stuck with it and I separated them to feed and I'd give him a couple of days off with that and then I'd put him back in and it... Uh, you know, finally she had her, her ovulation, which I actually didn't think was her ovulation. I thought it was just uh, some follicle development because she wasn't that big. Um, and then I had that episode with Brian Fisher, and I sent him pictures afterwards. He's like, "Yeah, dude, that was an ovulation, man." He's like, "You got eggs coming." So I got ready. Yeah, so, I got prepped. Yeah, some of them you don't have like a huge one, and then some of them you're like, "Oh my god, I, my snake's gonna die." Yeah, well, that's what explode. I was looking for. It was like that really dramatic, huge swelling. And yeah. I, I remember looking at her and being like, "I mean, it kind of looks like one, but it doesn't really look like the ones I've seen." And of course, I go back and look at the pictures now, and I'm like, "That was totally an ovulation." Like, what the fuck? Yeah, are yeah. You thinking? The yeah. first time I saw it in person, like actually happened, I just watched her swell throughout like a, a, a day or two and I was like oh my god she's gonna explode it's I felt insane so I don't know that there's a species that it's as dramatic <laughs> as it is with green trees yeah because they're so small yeah you know 
Yeah, I've never seen nothing like that. I felt horrible. <laughs> it looked like she legit <laughs> swallowed like four baseballs. And then I you I always saw pictures of eggs and stuff. But it wasn't until I actually saw him because I was yeah, talking to like tiny. Will Banks about it. He's like, yeah, dude, they're like the size of a corn snake egg. And I was like, what? Like, no way. Because yeah. I'm used to, you know, Jake had his Popwin carpet eggs and those things are freaking huge. And the snake is yeah. like half the size of my green tree, but she's got these eggs that are twice the size of the green tree eggs. And I saw him and I was like, holy shit, he's right. Like these things literally are like the exact same size as a corn snake egg or not far from it. And then the yeah, babies yeah. come out, and the babies are the size of a baby corn snake. And I'm like, my God, because I have my yeah, female like the size of a pencil. They're so yeah, small. my female biak is big, and so I look at those babies, and I'm like, there's no way these turn into that. I I remember weighing them all when they were when they hatched, right? And I was because I I kept records of, of everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was like almost 14 grams. Whoa! And I was like, uh, I remember pulling posting a picture and some people were like damn that's a huge one and i'm like really this thing's <laughs> tiny what are you talking about you know because well, yeah it, the, the whole clutch range from like 10 uh, 10 to 12 grams mm-hmm. couple, you know one or two were like around 13 one was around 14 and then uh and then i had like the runt i guess was like nine something yeah it was so maxwell's, small i was maxwell's like how am i gonna book, feed these things yeah maxwell's book was saying 10 to 12 is was his kind of the norm um all of mine, like my smallest one came out and this one died. This one came out of the egg and was really weak and lethargic and I was pretty sure it was going to die and it took it a day or two to actually kill over, but that one was four and a half grams. My oh, next wow, run, yeah, my next run, which was, that one's still alive. That was the first one that was out of the egg completely. That one's six grams. Uh, and then all the other ones, they all ran between, I think like eight and nine and a half so they were all kind of on the smaller end because I started asking around when I was weighing. That's them. interesting too because a biak is, you know, obviously a bigger bodied animal mm-hmm. compared to like most locales and and look at and especially design is they're, they're so small. Yeah, can't believe how even the past couple of years how small people are keeping them. Yeah, it, well, it's insane. You know, I got. Uh, like, my Bianca girl is really big. My male is pretty average. Uh, my other female, she's pretty small. But then I see pictures of some of these. Uh, like, my buddy Billy Hunt has a pair of uh, Laras, and those things are fully green, but they're tiny. Yes. And I'm like, what? Like, it's so strange seeing them that small and green. They're like little dwarf dwarf, uh, dwarf chondros. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 bought, a, I bought an animal in... Uh... When I got it, it's it's like a coming up on two years old, and I swear to God, it's like the size of one of the babies I had when it was like, you know, ten months to a year uh-huh. old. I can't, I can't. I was like, holy sh- crap, this thing's small. Even Luke's, some you know, like El Jefe and stuff like that. Like those are like two year old snakes, and they're they're pretty small compared to you know a lot of the ones you see. Yeah, I think a lot of people are scared of prolapse, mm-hmm. and they just. In my opinion, undefeated. Have you I mean, dealt I, with that yourself? I, I've never had a prolapse. You know, and with the babies, I was feeding them every five days. Uh-huh. Those things constantly poop, and once you start feeding those things every two, three days, it's gonna be you're gonna be cleaning cleaning those bins. There's poop everywhere. Yeah, there's already urates constantly with these ones that I have, and they haven't even eaten yet. <clears throat> there's freaking urates all over everything. <clears throat> like I have a five-year-old female right now, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like. 
should be, in my opinion, way bigger. She's like 500-ish grams. Right. But I bought I I bought her as an adult. I had to have this. I had to have this blood. So he, when they were like, "Ah, oh, she's like four or five hundred grams," I was like, "Ah, that sucks." But I don't care, you know. But this thing is haunting every night. I'll feed. I feed it once a week. Poops no problem. And uh, every night, this 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 girl's looking for food. It's crazy. And how big do you are you for as far as females go when they're ready to pair? Do you go by weight or do you kind of go by age or both? I I would go by age. Uh, I mean, you could have. I know back in the day when everyone was feeding rats, you could have a three year old female that's fifteen hundred grams and mm-hmm. and they'd produce no problem. But I think nowadays, every you know, everyone's keeping them really small. And uh, I, I mean, I would I would go with I'd say five. Or, you know, coming up on five when it's breeding season. Yeah. You know, if, if around October she's like f- four years, eight months, something, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. But that, but at the same time, she has to be healthy, have good weight. Not, yeah, not have any issues you know? on a regular basis. Like that, like this girl, I, she'll, she'll probably be, be close to like six, seven hundred around this October. Mm-hmm. And I'll take a look. And if I, if I feel like, she's good then then i'll try if not i'll just wait till next year okay i feel like that's kind of the big thing right now is people you know that that patience and that waiting is the hardest part yeah yeah like people just they want to breed and they want to breed now like they want to make it happen you know yeah well if you want to do that i don't condone it but just go buy yourself some giant ass adults and see what you can do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it's like what me and Brahms were talking about, you know, when you when it takes you years to really get to that point to where you have babies that you did, but it's from animals, you know, you took the time to raise up and really put in a lot of time and, and sweat equity into and stuff. I think it makes it so much more rewarding than just buying them. And... Well, that and that's and those end up being the best breeders, mm-hmm. you know, you buy it as a baby, raise it up. It's fully acclimated to everything you do with your collection. Right. You know, and and then, uh, in my opinion, those those are the best ones to breed. Hmm. And you instead had of a... buying a girl, you know, because I've done it. Yeah. You buy a girl, you do the quarantine thing, and then a, you know, eight months to a year later, you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna breed her, and then just fucking they ovulate and die, you know. Is it you think? Do you agree with? Because I know talking to Ian, Ian likes to. He recommends that you, if you get an adult female and you get her shipped to you, you wait a year before you pair her. Like as far as her settling in and stuff. You think yeah, I mean, if it's like a old female uh-huh. or you know, or an import or someone's collection, you have no idea who this person is. No. Then yeah, definitely, I, I would. I don't know. I was thinking about it when me and him were talking about it, and a year just seemed kind of a little excessive. Like, it's not that out of the realm of possibilities when you're going to be quarantining for, you know, a quarter of that. Yeah. Well, you know what, too, uh, that I've seen a little bit, but I've heard a lot of is, mm-hmm. you know, shipping a older adults. They really, especially when they've been in what this one person's collection the mm-hmm. whole time, it, they just sometimes they just don't turn around for you. Huh. In like the acclimation process of 
Yeah. A whole new setup and a whole new how this person kept it compared to how you keep it type of thing. Young, young younger younger animals definitely do do better from switching mm-hmm. from one place to another. Hmm. But I've also seen people buy an adult female and then and then you know 6 to 8 months later they ha- they have eggs and babies hatching so I guess you, it goes <laughs> both ways. Yeah. I think I think some some guys just get lucky. That's true too. That's true. Yeah. But as far as that female that you had that you lost during ovulation, do you know what the like what happened with that? All right. So I'll break it down. I bought this animal as a male. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think like a year went by. I never seen no plugs from this animal shed. Of course. I'm like, damn. I wonder if this is a girl. <laughs> Next shed cycle, butterflies. I was like, all right. Called my brother. I was like, hey, listen, can you come over? I got to probe this snake. So we probe it. It's a girl. Mm-hmm. So as then that breeding season comes, I bred her. And uh, this this snake, was, by the way, was in, uh, I forget his name, but it was he, he bought it as a baby. Mm-hmm. Not a baby, but like, you know, a yearling or something like that. So he had it its whole life. It was a um, Oz Grace female. Oh, she was beautiful. But so, anyways, I was like, "Oh wow, it's a female!" So the breeding season comes. I breed her. The the this this male I had was a stud. Mm-hmm. He would he would breed his uh his perch. <laughs> no 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 kidding. I'd see him at night breeding his yeah, perch, trying and trying to make it happen. Wake up this this dried up this dried up uh, love juice everywhere. <laughs> and. Uh, he was a savage. So, anyways, he bred her, and uh, the whole process went. And she had a giant ovulation, and uh, I guess it would be at the point of when she's releasing the ova mm-hmm. to be fertilized. Um, that, like, that next day, I'm like, "Oh, where is she?" And I thought maybe she'd be like on the ground hiding mm-hmm. or something. I'm looking in. I'm like, oh my god, she's on the on the floor dead. I was like, oh, you got to be shitting me. I was like, I don't understand how this happened. It's such so, a shot in the nuts. I, cu- I cut her open. Right. So you all the over in line, mm-hmm. in the duct. Towards the tail end, there was these two. It looked like black raisins. So I'm I'm assuming this snake had some maybe false ovulation in the past. Yeah. And it was like two dried up old old ova sitting in there. And hmm. I don't know if that's what caught like she so she couldn't like release them. Yeah, she couldn't pass them. Release or them, you know that there was there was a blockage then. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean I guess stress or whatever. I, I don't really yeah. know, but from what I saw in there, uh, I'm no vet, but. I'm assuming that had something to do with it. Yeah, there's that's that's one thing I've learned in my my short time keeping these things. Is they are really good at kicking in the balls. Yeah. On a regular yep. basis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that was a that was a sad day. Yeah, she was, I have she that, was so nice. I have one baby from Luke that I had got. I'd originally gotten two from Luke. 
I had one that was that came in. It was doing flawless from like day one. Never had an issue. I had the other one, which is still alive. That I, it had been nothing but an uphill battle for me. It was doing great with him. It was like the first one to feed. It was doing awesome with him. He shipped it to me. Instantly stopped feeding. Like been there. Had a prolapse. <laughs> finally got it eating again. Um, and now I moved it into the rack with the other ones because it's of size. And of course we've stopped eating again. But that I'm not worried about that now. Um, and so the one that yeah, was because that has some good size on it now. Yeah, yeah. I've had it for. They're actually coming up on a year old next month in a few days. I think the yeah, fourth. Yeah, that year old. I saw your video on on YouTube. It's yeah. like the size of this almost two year old. So. <laughs> yeah, that well, that's the one I'm talking about. The one that had the prolapse. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That one I still have. That one's still doing great. I haven't had a prolapse since. Um, but the other one I lost because uh, I was giving it really cold water. Um, came home and found it dead in the bottom of the water bowl. Ugh. And the uh, that was the one that had like the complete stripe from the neck all the way down to the tail. Uh, it was eating like a champ. Didn't have to tease feed it. Nothing. Ate perfectly every week. Uh, <clears throat> and it it I found it dead up in the water bowl. And that one really stung. And then I have a few uh, biox that I got that were clearly imports, and I I really I waited too long to deworm them. Um, thinking I had more time to get it done because I got them in. And I was like, I'm going to give them a few weeks before I touch them with anything. Yeah. And uh, I guess just slept on it too long. So I got a freezer full of Condors. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and then I still have Man. all the. I lost a handful of yeah. babies with this clutch, and those are all in the freezer too. I want to make. Yeah, a, a lot of, uh, I want to make wet specimens out of those at some point. Yeah, I would. Uh, I I would have loved to get some like uh those derma derma beetles and yeah yeah have them eat up one of my animals and then make one of those cool skeletons on mm-hmm. the perch, but at the same time it takes too long and I'd rather just buy one off someone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm weird about that kind of stuff. Like, I keep mine in the freezer because if I ever notice anything else pop up that looks familiar from another one that I lost and I have something to kind of compare it to, even though when you freeze them you actually end up doing more harm than good, I guess. So maybe it's pointless. Um, But to have something else to kind of compare it to, to where if there's a necropsy and they're like, do you have anything else that was similar to this that died in a similar circumstance? I can have another, you know, cadaver to send to them and be like, check this out, see what you think, if it's any good. Um, And then I just also also don't like just throwing away. I don't like letting them go to waste. Yeah, like what do you you do with it? You put it in the freezer and then then what, throw it in the trash? Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather go to something and be, you know, be a wet specimen or if there's somebody else that wants them for, you know, I don't know, maybe they got something that eats snakes and they, you know, they have a king cobra or whatever. Yeah. Um, And I know that animal was clean, then have at it. Uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff they could go to than than just going in the bottom of the trash can. Yep. But wasn't there? Uh, am I am I recalling right that there was a point in time where you almost got out of con or where you were planning on getting out of green trees? Yeah, I mean, I I still kept a few hidden, but because uh, I remember it was like what twenty seventeen. Like one point, I I, I was like, where uh, you were like, I'm selling all the green trees, and I was like, what? Yeah, I, I just it, it was close to that time I lost those two girls, and I was pretty pissed off. Mm-hmm. And then you know I've I, I I've bought some stuff from some some 
people and knows what you know instant freeze of freeze of snakes and i was like i got to the point i was like all right who can you trust to buy yeah these animals from and uh so i i i had a couple you know and then i and then i spent tons of money running through everything when that whole nido scare you know Mm -hmm. when it was finally brought to attention i spent a lot of money to do that you know and then of course everything that i had which was probably like 15 plus snakes everything came back clean and then i just kept kept a few and then a long time went by i didn't even post in groups no more i didn't want to read nothing no. uh, off the I, grid I, I was just 100%. over it at one point yeah. you know I'd still follow some people on Instagram, check out this stuff. I'd still mm-hmm. talk to a couple people, but I tell Jake that all the time, man. I'm like, you know, the more time I spend on Facebook, not necessarily Instagram, like I like Instagram, it's so much different. But the more time I spend on Facebook, the more I realize, like, the more I get why the older guys aren't on there. Yeah, I mean, it, like it you makes see a so post much and sense. then you go through the comments and you're like, hey, yeah, it's a complete free for all, man. I, I haven't been in a post talking to people for so long until that whole Calico thing came up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't even hold back. I went in. Was oh. that that post that Pedro made a couple days ago? Yeah. I don't even know. It, it was a couple weeks ago, but I, I, I went in on it. And I was like, this is why I, this is why I don't even like really like. Let me look at why I didn't it even really, uh, for so long. Yeah, I didn't look into that one you too know? much. I remember seeing it. but. Oh, man. Yeah, I, yeah. It's a long one. There's there's like there's like hundreds of comments on there now. <laughs> but I don't know. This, that calico, you know, it's a touchy subject. Well, what was the basis people. of the? Yeah, what was the basis of the the post about it? Pretty again? much, it was a basis of like, um, what what's the real calico? Mm-hmm. Well, the real calico is Greg Maxwell's line of animals that he. <laughs> proved out to have a phenotype to create this look right and he coined it calico and you know anyone that has a high yellow animal or or, or, or like some type of speckled you know skittle looking animal they're like yo i got this calico no you don't unless it comes from that line it's in my it's not even my opinion this is why we have lineages mm-hmm. for these animals and and I, for years i was addicted to them it was like it was like taking meth or something. I, I had to know everything. <laughs> but but it's real simple. You look back and this is where the calico line started. These these are the snakes that made this line and he put in the work to do it. He coined it that, so so it's his. They, they, they got, these snakes were made before like eighty percent of the people in the groups even mm-hmm. knew what a chondro was. Right, right. You know, computer chondro was from like hashed in nineteen ninety nine or something. Mm-hmm. Uh ninety seven, ninety nine, something like that. And then and then uh you know, Calico Junior was produced in Well it's kinda like people two like thousands like... early something like that it's like people with biox who have one that just happens to have a lot of yellow and them saying it's high yellow yeah man the... like it's not it, like yeah it might have a lot of yellow but genetically it's not a high yellow right 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 that's like a lot of these yeah i don't know 
with design is it's if you if you don't follow or really are into the lineage then mm-hmm. you can be uh bamboozled you know you you you'll look up stuff and it'll be like um oh what's high yellow calico times lemon tree and you're like oh shit i i, I need that they only want three hundred dollars for it. It's totally yeah, legit. You, you look into it. No, the snake's thousands of dollars. But you look into <laughs> it. It in the bloodline is lemon tree is like three point two, one two five percent. When you look in, and then you break down the the lineage, and it's like, oh, it's got like twelve point five percent high yellow, uh, OS high yellow, and then there's six six point five percent calico. You know, so. You know, it, I guess it's good for the people that are new and don't really know nothing. They're like, yeah. "Oh, I just bought this freaking lemon tree," and and it's like, "Oh, it's really like a Biak Elcross or a Maruki Elcross." <laughs> you know, it's fifty percent Maruki, and really, there's you know, but I don't know. Who did most of your designer stuff come from? Um, is it kind of just know, a? I've had I've had so much everywhere. stuff all over the board, but. Yeah. Specifically, right now, um, if you're in the if you're in the lineage and you're in the old school bloodlines that you can't get no more, mm-hmm. but you want it as the parents, you got to go to the Sutherlands, Dan and Colette at, at uh, the Snake Keeper. Yeah, they have some old blood that is breeding and producing. Yeah, so they to, make some it, really to, nice looking stuff. They posted yeah, something man. the other day, one that had just shed, and that thing was out of this world. The one that's like ninety percent black. Yeah. Yeah, I have two of that one's siblings. What? And how do those look? Uh, I posted up pictures. You know that one that has like the the the, the like the the yellowish orange, and then that real dark mm-hmm. orangey red. Yeah. That's a sibling. I'm waiting for it to change. Hmm. I mean, with that bloodline. If I'm lucky, those dark those dark reds will turn black, but <laughs> we'll see. And then the other sibling to it was the same same way, but very a, a lot less of the uh, darker reds, and those turned black. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm excited to have that blood because because the father to those babies is um, you know siblings to. Uh, uh, Joe Black, mm-hmm. Ella Diablo, Das Sidious, all, all these big, big, you know, very popular snakes. They're all from that, that blood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but if, if you don't know, you don't know, you know, so you just think like, oh, they made some cool stuff. But if you know lineages, he's, I'm surprised they still have a couple of, they didn't, they only, I, I'm the only one who has them. They, mm-hmm. they only had about five or six and they're holding back the rest. I, I bought two of them. There's still a couple for sale. Yeah, what do you, as far as your babies go, what do you, do you just hold on to yours indefinitely? Do you sell them early? Do you? So the clutch I had, I held them for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, I only sold one before it started showing any change. Yep. But the the other ones I sold had over 30 meals in them. Mm -hmm. You know, mid-20s to 30 meals. Uh, and then I kept I kept a few 
and but then I ended up I, I didn't even end up keeping uh, t- towards the end I said F this you know I was in that like stage <laughs> yeah. of the chondros so and, uh, over it <laughs> yeah so I ended up selling all my babies mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, I got a lead on one and uh he's he's gonna sell it back to me oh good and uh it's a female mm-hmm. very small one but uh of course yeah she's like so they they hatched out uh April between the 27th and 29th of 2016 so they're gonna be three years old in a couple of days mm-hmm. and she's uh 250 grams wow <laughs> yeah people keep them small now mm-hmm. but uh but uh, I'm gonna get it back yeah, that cause... basin set me back a little bit you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's but it was my... a it was a local kind of localish guy and mm-hmm. he uh gave me a nasty deal so and I've wanted one forever but I'm not I I wasn't really a you know a five thousand dollar snake you know yeah but I got it significantly uh less so I had to I had to do it. Got to jump while you know, strike while the iron's yeah, hot, man. Because if I didn't, someone else was gonna grab it, and then I'd be like, "Oh, I really want mm-hmm. one." And he has a litter coming in July, and then I'd be like, "Oh, let me get one of these ones." And I keep but seeing. Actually, them. I keep seeing. Not gonna like... lie, when that litter comes in July, I'm gonna get a female from him. Yeah, it's the, already locked. The in. ones that uh, like Ian keeps getting in and stuff like that. I'm the more I see them, the more I, they keep getting closer and closer to the top of that that list of, of what stuff the basins. And I mean any of them, the northerns or the basins. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I doubt I'll get basins at any point soon. Oh, um, that's so nice. <laughs> but I mean, I'm you know the northerns are cool too. I don't have an issue with them. They just they yeah, look I like, like cool northerns. snakes. Does it, you know what's good about them too is a lot of people are breeding them. Not a lot, but mm-hmm. they're definitely know, getting to be Wallace easier to find. All you know, at least getting a litter every year. And Bill yeah. Hughes, yeah. He, he every year he has babies. You know they sell quick. You guys, that's one of those things. Like if you decide you want one, Commit. talk to one of them and get on that wait list. Yep, yep. Because when the year goes by and they have them, you'll be ready. You know. Because mm-hmm. my with this clutch that I had, my original plan, if I had had all seventeen hatch out, which I didn't think was going to happen, I was like, I know I'm going to lose probably a few. Like that's probably going to happen. Prepare, like be ready for it. You're not going to have all seventeen. Yeah. And so my original plan, if I had, you know, close to a 100% hatch rate, 100% survival rate, was I was just going to sell half and keep half. But now that I have 11, it's so much nicer to kind of be like, okay, at that, you know, with that number, I can sit on them as long as I want to. 11 still pretty good. Yeah, though. yeah. That's what uh, Will Banks was saying. He's like, man, even at 11, like, you're still doing good. Like, that's still... Well, well, what was the clutch? All fertile? Uh, all 17? Or did you get any slugs? There was one slug. So 17 is, is counting the whole clutch minus that one one dud. That's, so that's a pretty, that's a really good clutch. Mm-hmm. What, uh, how, how big was she? Do you know? Like a, a relatively, uh, how big? Ooh. She's a five-year-old snake. She's probably... Four and a half to five feet. And I don't know. What would you guess guess on weight, like right before you started breeding it? See, I know if I guess I'm going to be undercutting her. Because I would say it's easily easily over a thousand. Yeah. But maybe 1,500, maybe a little yeah, more. She's a big one, huh? Yeah, she's huge, man. <coughs> and uh, she laid no problem, didn't have any issues. Uh, 
all the eggs, like all the ones that I lost were fully developed. There weren't any that were, you know, fused or half developed or anything like that. I have a question. Were they at the bottom? Because uh, I remember when we talked, were they at the bottom of the pile or the top? No, the ones I had th two or three on the bottom that hatched fine. Oh, okay. Those are actually, I think, some of the biggest of the clutch. Weight wise. Really? Yeah. Strangely enough. Yeah, because I was curious about that. I know a couple people uh, just incubate them right, right as a cluster. Yeah, and the only reason I did that is because I woke up that morning, saw that she had laid, and then I had to be to work at like an hour. And I knew yeah. I, I knew I didn't have time to to separate all of those and stuff and get to, get to work on time, so I just said, Screw "Yeah, I'd be, it. I'd be scared." Yeah, just... a, 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 if like a you know eight eight plus hour period goes by, I'd be too scared to pull my butt. Mm -hmm. And I did. I I mean, I pulled on one a little bit because I was like, "Okay, if they're easy to get, you know, pull off, then I'll I'll do it." And I had to I had to use a good bit of force, and I know they're pretty tough, but I was like, "I'm gonna break some of these." Like I know I am, so I just I said, "Screw it, I gotta go to work. I don't have time." Just throw the whole batch in and get it done yeah so that's what i did and i had three that were separate from the bundle and uh those three ended up dying full term uh i think all three of those the issue was is they had drowned in the albumin uh yeah i I, I lost a handful of them i think to that because the first one pipped and i went ahead after talking to brahms who had talked to Irby. Uh, Brahms had his first one hatched and he was going to wait 24 hours he talked to Irby I think it was and Irby said cut him don't wait and so I did the same thing like that first one pipped and I got out the cuticle scissors and I just started started snipping them and I think I had a few that, that just never figured that out <clears throat> yeah that, that, that that's what I did when the first one came Mine, my, for some reason mine went long like 56 yeah these were 54 yeah, and that's and I, why I kept, I, was like, I kept talking to Gary, and uh -huh. because you know, it obviously wasn't that long ago. But when I had these, there wasn't as many people that I know then that you know obviously have have had you know success now. But mm -hmm. I was talking to Gary uh, Shavino and uh, Jason Stevens and Buddy and the. You know, Buddy's the man. I I I think I messaged him at least once or twice a week yeah. <laughs> when that happened. I was like, yo, you know, what do I do? What do I, you know, give me the knowledge. Mm -hmm. But I, I I almost cut these suckers, and then Gary was like, don't cut them, don't cut them. So finally, when one hatch, I I once I seen the head come mm -hmm. out that that morning, I cut them all. Yeah, you know, not butcher them. I just cut a little slice yeah, flap. Yeah, I didn't even open the flap. Mm -hmm. Just so that some little something of light could just crease through, you know. Mm -hmm. I, you know, they it's all funny. Day fifty four, I checked on them, and it didn't look like any of them had even tried to hatch. But then, as I was about to put the box back in the incubator, I noticed one of the eggs on the top of the the clutch had had a handful of cut marks on it. And so I'm like, oh crap, this thing cut and couldn't get out. But then oh, I noticed yeah. there was a cut in it, and so that's when I was like, okay, then I'm not gonna wait. Like I just started doing it. And I cut all of them except the ones on the bottom because there really wasn't yep. a good spot to do it. So I just said, you know, these can do it on their own. You know, if I get back from work tonight or tomorrow uh, and they're not pipped yet, then I'll hit them. Um, did, did, did you end up separating them? I remember when I was talking to you. Or did they from the bottom just come out on their own? They just came out on their own. It oh, took nice, them, yeah, nice. it took them two or three days for them all to come out, but... You know, I'd, I'd wake up in the morning, see who came out, put them in a tub if they were out, out, and done. 
put the box back in the incubator, come back from work that night, see if any were out, same thing, and did that for two or three days and just separated them as, as needed. Yeah, what, what the longest three days ever, right? When you when the first yeah. one comes on, you're like, you, you're like, oh, the other ones are gonna come out now. Nope. I mean, that oh. I didn't care about. I was just glad that they were coming out and they were hatching. Yeah. I was like, whatever. I'll, you know, I've waited this long. I'm not gonna hurt to wait another two days yeah, yeah, as long yeah. as they're coming out. I don't care. I remember one of them. Its head was popping out. I took a picture. It was, it, it, its head was like deep, 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 deep purple, almost black with no pattern. That that sucker was the last one to come out the egg, mm-hmm. and he, he, his head was poking out for two days. So I was dying. Yeah, that's been the most. Like I said at the beginning of the show, like that's been the most frustrating thing is like trying to navigate all this and figure out what I prefer to do and what seems to work best for me. But asking other people what they do, and then, and and I and kept, get, and then you get a thousand different exactly. Answers. But the thing I did to curb that is I kept <laughs> the number of people I talked to and asked advice from small yeah like i wasn't asking 20 people i was asked i was talking to justin wilbanks i was talking to brian fisher i was talking to harlan um i was talking to david a little bit too but it was more of like you know hey what do you, you know who have you talked to about this and what they what they suggest you do and just bouncing yeah. like that that advice we got from our two different pools off of each other and uh <clears throat> there's definitely some stuff i'll change next time um but I know it's now that I've gotten that first clutch kind of under the belt, and uh, now we're getting into the feeding the feeding games. Um, I think yeah, I think next time it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot smoother now that I kind of know what to expect. Yeah, because now you don't have to really you know get as nervous. You know. Yeah, yeah. And it is nerve wracking, but I try to remember you know if these things were that delicate and that fragile, they'd be extinct. Right, right. Don't like I say a lot on this show and on THP, like don't care them to death. They can be very nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because, and I have a lot of people that are like, hey, are you know, green trees really delicate? Are they really hard to care for? And I'm like, if you give them what they need, they're actually probably some of the easiest things to keep. Yeah, man. They're actually, they actually spoil you. I tell mm-hmm. people this all the time. Spend the money on the right setup first. Mm-hmm. You know, get the right stuff, set it up, have it running. Because they are by far, if you get healthy animals, the easiest species to take care of. Yeah. And they're one of the cleanest. I mean, they're not. Yeah, definitely. They're not colubrids. Every other yep. day. Yep. They're not corn snakes. Knocking and they're not over rat their snakes. waters. Out of control, you know. They're so easy. <laughs> my my bear rats piss me off, man. It's like I wake up one day. I wake up in the morning. They'll somehow bunch up their paper towel completely on one end of the tub and then spill their water bowl. And so I'll fix it, and then I'll come <laughs> home later that night, and they'll have done it again. And so I get to a point with them where I'm like, clearly you want it like that, so I just I let them, I let them do their thing. I let them, yeah. I let them do whatever they want because with rat got, snakes, I, after I, a point, I, they, just, they, do, they, they literally just destroy everything for no reason. Yeah. I, I praise colubrid keepers. Praise them. I don't know how they clean poop that much. <laughs> and that it is it stands out even it's more crazy. when you keep chondros and then you keep colubrids like in the same room as them and then you see how often you're cleaning the colubrids yeah, versus man. the green trees. Like I tell people all the time, I said if you if you, once you get a chondro, you're never gonna want to keep anything else ever again. Yeah, they're gonna they really do spoil you as far as like husbandry upkeep. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta change your waters all the time and. You know, check them and stuff, but you know, 
and they're not dumping every day. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're at about an hour twenty. What? Oh, that was a quick. That was a quick hour. Yeah, 20. man, it flies. It flies, especially <laughs> after last night with a three-hour episode. Makes it seem like oh, this yeah, one was right. kind of a no. blink. Which I mean, that was a great episode. I really enjoyed that. I love P and Cody. They're awesome people. And we knew yeah, that wanna... we knew that Cody was a talker. So I was like, I told Bratz going in, I was like, boy, this is gonna be a long one. You better get your 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 yep. energy energy drink in here or something because this is gonna be a yeah. Because I listened to the two episodes they did with uh, Bill and Buddy. Mm-hmm. Yep. He just man, he just goes, and that's like to me that doesn't bother me at all. Like that's the best guest, the one that you know you don't have yeah, to man. do anything. Those, those, just take those, it and I love listening to those, you know, because they got like. Especially him and hearing the stories, like how far it goes back, all the stuff he's kept, you know, mm-hmm. his, you know, working at, you know, this zoo and starting this and then doing all that stuff. And... Seeing some of the conjures he had at Carpet Fest, man, that he has some just ridiculous. I got some pictures of some of them, but the lighting, uh, I had my aperture set too, uh, too low, I think, and so they're pretty dark. But I'll have to go back through and upload a few of them. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I could have gone. I, I don't know. I don't really that much. His, you know? his <laughs> condos that he has. And we didn't even get to see the ones that were NIDO positive and separated from everything else. Yeah. But. Yeah, I know. I, I, like, I keep track of everything. Yeah. So I know, like, you know, yeah. what bloodlines he's working with and stuff like that. It's crazy. I'm like, a, I'm like a bloodline stalker. I know what everyone got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still navigating all that. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to. I don't. I mean, I mean, I unless know, like, you're gonna keep it, then you really have no yeah, reason to. I don't know. Waste I just, I know there's some guys that are like chondro lineage historians where they have, you know, like it's their hobby to to sort of just memorize all that and track it and yeah. know like what's what. And I guess that's kind of just a byproduct of if you're in the you know the chondro community long enough, you kind of follow yeah. that by default. But it's it's funny because uh, you know a few years ago my my messenger would blow up all the time. Hey, I want to buy this snake. What's what's this deal? What's its lineage? And I'm like, no. All the time. Yeah. People be like, oh, just go ask him. And then, I, and then when, if I didn't want to talk to them, I'd just be like, no, I don't know nothing. Go talk to John Irby. Yeah. I answered enough of these questions. No already. clue. Sorry. Next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Whoever told you I knew is lying. Yeah, yeah, they're lying. Yeah. All right, man. What would real quick off the top of your head, if you can think of any, what are the top three tips you give to anybody getting into chondros? Well, your top three. My, my top three. Your top. Okay. Three. Uh, one would be, you know, do your research, get your setup, you know, completely built or however you're gonna do it, mm-hmm. dialed in, and running. Two would be your next step in that would be purchasing uh, ask around you know be real um selective on on who you buy them from mm-hmm. i've learned that the hard way uh yeah you've only really got to get burned by that once or twice to never want to do it again yeah man <laughs> yep yep and de- definitely uh you know research people uh, even on my page i put up a list of like my recommended like top i don't even know 15 20 mm-hmm. people i'll have to check that like out. The, the, the that would I, is what i'd say who, who to buy from uh bill steagle buddy buscemi uh jason stevens christian stewart you know john irby now mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's producing a lot of awesome stuff. 
um, oh, TK Condros. Yep. Uh, I mean, I got, I got, I got more of a list if I if I didn't say your name. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not because I don't like you. It's just <laughs> I, I just you know, forgot. <laughs> uh, um, shit, I just got lost in train of thought. Oh, uh, and three. Especially if you're spending the money, mm-hmm. if you're gonna spend the money, make sure. This would would turn me off. If I'm gonna buy a snake for two, three thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and I say, "Hey, can you Nido test this?" and they say, "Nah," then I, no I ain't buying it. Yeah. No. With you, you know, all the secret, you know, before people knew anyway. You know what I mean? why do these it used to be like oh you know that's chondros for you well now not really because right right you know it's really a virus that it didn't have a name and you yeah. shoot these snakes with you know four taz and patrol and it doesn't fix the respiratory well that's because it had a virus mm-hmm. you know so but yeah de- definitely uh i recommend would be you know ha- having it tested before mm-hmm. and then and then run it again uh when you get it for sure. Cool. Well. And uh, and I'm Team Rats, by the way. Are you really? I'm throwing it out there. We didn't get <laughs> didn't to that even, question. We didn't even team get rats. into feeding. We can cover that real quick. Like, why do you why are you Team Rat? Well, I'm Team Rat for for when they're older. Uh, up until, you know, from babies to say, they get to hoppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, close to hoppers, then you you can't even touch rats. You know what I mean? Because right. the, the size yeah, difference. Too but, big. Yeah. I I don't want dwarfed snakes. Pretty much is why I'm I'm not like I'm not a heavy feeder either. But mm-hmm. to 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 you know th- come on three year old females that are 250 grams what the fuck <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, how often are you feeding your adults then? Uh every two weeks. Okay. Yeah, but I'm also not team colossal rat. Right. My adults not are getting yeah, no. weaned. Not the rats that are the size of a kitten. Nah, weaned rats. Weaned rats are the adults. Mm-hmm. They're probably like 35 to 45, 50 grams maybe. I mean, I don't pull mm-hmm. a scale out, but that's what the website says. And have you noticed any difference as far as feeding those versus feeding mice in terms of like females bouncing back after laying or anything like that? Well, I've, I used to be team mouse. Uh-huh. And, uh, but, yeah, during, but, but when breeding season would come, I'd hit them with the rats. Yeah, beef them up, and then, uh, but not crazy. And then after, I I would give them rats, but like uh, a lot smaller mm-hmm. rats. But they would, but the you know the rats are a little more fatty. But I wouldn't hit them with a big meal after laying eggs. That's and as far as your for yeah, as far as your neos go, are you giving them whole pinkies first meal? Yeah, man, they they all took uh. I didn't have to use heads or tails, or I don't know if I got lucky or what, but mm-hmm. I, I did have a one baby, which made me th- super scared. Was it? It it took the pink. Mm-hmm. It it swallowed it halfway. When I went and checked on it a half hour later, it was dead. Oh man. Yeah, so I don't know if it like choked on yeah. it or, or or what, but I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So yeah, that that's I, the, the thing I'd look out. Uh, I I would uh, you know 
with I know you said you got some like eight nine grammers. Yeah, that six gram one is the one that I'm worried about. Heads first. Yeah, that six grammer I feel like is gonna be the 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 one that's that's really gonna matter the most. But I don't know. I think the other ones can if I because I I have access to day old pinkies like tiny. And I think yeah, me too, even me the too. nine, you know, the eight, eight and a half gram, nine grammers could probably get one of those down, no problem. But that six grammer, that one, I don't know what I'm gonna have to do with that one yet. Yeah, I might have to just get I, that one on mouse tails or something for the first couple of meals until like you, you get probably some do grammar. heads. You yeah, try I, that, haven't, uh, I haven't done that, that yet. Does, like, he does the, the thing with the yeah, he uses like a bamboo skewer. <laughs> he uses a skewer, and uh, I need to look that post up because I was actually I'm. I'm I might yeah. end up trying the only that. thing when I seen that I got worried about is is like splinters. Yeah, that you was know, when my you put thing the head too. in there, but it it looks like uh, chopsticks or something, mm-hmm. or skewers or whatever. But yeah. when it, when they peel it back, it could peel a piece of the mm-hmm. the, the wood. That that's the only thing I'd be worried about. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot that can go wrong with these damn things, or we haven't figured that. Well, out. Well, that and it strikes it, and you stab the. Thing that was my yeah, that was my big thing, thing. was it getting stabbed somehow <laughs> impaling you itself get it to eat and there's a yeah. toothpick sticking out its neck <laughs> nice dude it's not that out of the question <laughs> with green trees man it's like entirely possible yeah i pretty much i I tell guys now that are kind of getting into them i was like i literally walk into my room now expecting there to be something wrong like they're just they're they're really they're, they must be cursed or something because you know, you can be everything can be going fine for a really long time, and then for whatever reason, you walk in that one day, and this one somehow knocked its perch off the thing, and now it's stuck halfway through the PVC pipe. And oh god, just yeah, man, mine, especially my male, he has done so much goofy shit since I've had. Man, him. I, I don't know who it was, but I seen someone had a, uh, I think it was an Exoterra, right? Mm-hmm. And they had a, a fogger hook up to it. And the poor snake went up the fog or two, oh, got man. stuck, and it just like filled them up with vapors and shit. Jesus. Yeah, that was years ago. I forget who did it. That's who why I don't was. use those things, dude. Yeah. I don't use them I'm for anything. Need I, don't a fog use them. I don't even use them for the dart frogs. I don't need any of that. Man, I'd love to keep some frogs. I, I, years and years ago, I had a. It's probably like 2006, seven, something like that. I uh, had a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, I, I bred some ball pythons back then, mm-hmm. some boas. I had some berms and retics. I had a badass cage with some waxy monkey frogs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then we had like a house fire, so all that stuff died. Oh, shit. But, anyways, that was the only time I was able to keep frogs alive. Since Man, then, the dart frogs I've are tried a blast. I'm trash. I, I can't keep a frog alive to save my life. The dart frogs are addicting, man. I've only got one species right now, but I've had another vivarium that's been up and running and planted for the last like three months. <sighs> and, man, I want some of those blue azuras. Yeah, but I know I'll kill them, no. so I'm not gonna Very get them. Easy, man. You just the glass I t- top. I've does tried. All the work. I, I can't even keep a Pac-Man alive now. <laughs> I don't know what my problem is, man. It's these, it's these green trees. Yeah. Like oh I gotta clean you every day oh this sucks <laughs> <laughs> can't keep the frogs alive oh. those Amazon milk frogs I had those back in the day those are awesome yeah those look cool I don't know the tree frog thing I never really got into it's pretty much darts are the only amphibian yeah, I have cool. any any design man I like everything do. in the trees yeah cool all Frogs right man monkeys Viet oh those Vietnamese mossy yeah uh, those are pretty sweet too yeah I had those too those, those are, are cool. pretty wild looking but. I appreciate you coming on, man. We're at an hour and a half. Uh, thanks for having we me. We did it. 
We made it. Uh, where can people find you? I'm uh, on Facebook. You, I got a page. It's Beantown Arboreals. Mm-hmm. Uh, sa- same as Instagram. Yep. And that's really all I uh, usually go on. I don't mess with the Twitter because I don't know how to use it. Yeah, Twitter's overrated. Yeah, I don't know how. It doesn't work well for our hobby. Like our yeah. hobby's a visual, a visual hobby, and Twitter's not. Not. Oh, my made buddy's for that. like, oh, I'll tweet you something. I'm like, nah, because I don't have it. <laughs> I don't even know how don't to use bother. it. <clears throat> You're wasting your time. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, man. Well, have a good night. Appreciate you coming on again. I'll. Uh, you too. I'll good luck keep, with the. Yeah, I'll be keeping you posted on those. And- for sure. Hopefully they all, all all those babies eat for you. Yep. I don't think I'll have too much of a problem with them. We'll see, though. Like I said, shed's coming, and then we're storming those beaches again. So we'll see. Yep. Make sure you got that chick in the freezer. Yeah, I got a quail that I stole from Brock's <laughs> that's been there. Waiting. Yep. Cut those nice little fluffy feathers off. Just mm-hmm. dip their heads in there. Yep. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Later. Later. Thank you.